We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show Thursday edition. How are we a week away from Thanksgiving now? I don't know, but we've got plenty of NBA news to talk about. And I'll tell you one guy who's not super thankful right now. Well, I guess maybe he is, depending on what he was expecting. Draymond Green suspended for five games. Keith, I thought I, thought I was going to be at the high end of the spectrum when I said three games. Draymond suspended for five games for putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold and trying to leave the building with him. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on the NBA ultimately saying, hey, past history, man, in terms of Draymond Green getting a five-game suspension for this? Yeah, it completely makes sense. When you get to that point of uh, the NBA is referencing your past bad actions, it, you're you're probably going to get dinged. And, and this is just the NBA basically saying, hey, no, we're, we're done with your nonsense. Now, I've seen the people say, why not 10? Why not 15? Why not 20? Well, there's a line. There, there's only you know, no one got hurt from this. No one was injured. It really was. It was you know, unacceptable and, you know, there's no Mm -hmm. need for it, but they're not going to go crazy with suspending a player here. My guess is the league also has a sense of, all right, we don't need to go too far um, on this suspension because if we go too far, then the AMBPA is going to get involved uh, now headed up by uh, Draymond Green's former teammate, Andre Iguodala, um, as uh, Timmy Catramaglio left the MBPA. Sorry, I got a parent by the dogs here um <laughs> so we'll see you know where this ultimately lands you know i don't know um you know i mean we're not gonna see where it lands we know it lands at five games i don't think the mbpa gets involved i think it'll be all right this is what it is and we move on uh move on to the next thing with this warriors though no draymond steph's gonna be out for a little bit as well um th- this isn't great for them no, no, bad spot. And again, the Western Conference, we've been talking about how uh, compact it's going to be and how injuries, absences, I guess in this case, suspensions. We talk about John Moran's suspension, now Draymond Green. They could make a big impact by the end of the year. You know, it could be in March, uh, you know, late March, early April. We're looking back and saying, hey, remember those five games Draymond missed? Those are really hurting now when the standings are, you know, we're laser focused on them and they're switching every single day the stuff that's happening right now could really, really matter. So five games, Draymond Green is going to miss for the Golden State Warriors who are already 
shorthanded, and um, this will be uh, be tough sledding for them for a little bit. Yeah, not as it may seem. Steph Curry is obviously the the, the machine there, right? He makes sure. everything go for that team, but they at least have Chris Paul to replace him. They don't have a Draymond Green replacement on the roster. They anybody who's good. That said, they played a lot of games over the years without Draymond for various reasons, injuries and rest and nonsense and suspensions. So they're they're you know they, they should be able to get through this. I haven't looked at what their schedule looks like at all. I know he's going to miss the in season tournament game. That's going to be tough to to get through because now we're into the second third uh, games for some of these teams, and you fall a couple games back in that you're probably out and you're probably not mm-hmm. even going through as a wild card. So we'll see what that looks like as well. Keith, the Warriors unscheduled nonsense is much less fun than our unscheduled know, right? nonsense on this yeah. show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on now. You can talk about Marvel or other silly stuff. You don't have to be choking dudes out. Right. That's right. Um, okay. Let, let's get to some good news though. And and I think this is, this is good news, not good news that it happened, but I think Kelly Oubre could be back in two weeks. The dude got hit by a car, right? It was yeah. broken ribs, all, all this stuff. Um, for him, I, I am pleasantly surprised that two weeks is the number that's being, being put out there. I was fearful that it was going to be considerably longer than that. Um, so the, so it getting out there that he could be back again, not that he's going to be, but could be back in two weeks. I think that's a fantastic sign. Yeah. This was a uh, Woj reported yesterday. This was ahead of the Boston Philadelphia game. Uh, on Wednesday, Woj is reporting was, yeah, two weeks, maybe two plus weeks, but somewhere, you know, at the beginning, end of November to the beginning part of December. That's that's fantastic news considering everything we heard early on. I know there's some stuff out there where some people are like, he, the police haven't been able to find video of it and all that, but it, that seems to be being explained by a combination of two things. When they talked to him, he was heavily medicated. And he was also in a spot where he's new to the city. And he was like, I think it was this street. So I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here as, you know, cause, but it's the internet. So people have to, you know, they go to the craziest possible thing first rather than the simplest explanation, which always, you know, tickles the heart, right. With that, but it's, um, you know, here we are with, with this, but yeah, good news. Sounds like he'll be back and Philly needs him. That is a spot where they don't have a ton of depth. Um, as far as, uh, you know, players that they, Nick Batum is out right now too. They've tried Marcus Morris and boy, does he look like he doesn't have anything left. Mm-hmm. Um, each game he plays, he comes in, he plays like four to eight minutes and they lose those minutes by double digits, which is really bad for them. So hopefully they get Ubre back, uh, in the fold here and he's able to either start like he was, uh, before he got hurt or kind of, uh, become the, the, the leader off the bench as far as uh, leading those bench units as a squad. So this is, you know, the situation where I think there's just too many true crime documentaries and stuff right. that, are, that are out there in the world. And that's creating everybody's looking for, oh, the 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 secret, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, the, the conspiracy here that's that's going on. But uh, but again, so how does one... TMZ get all this footage like they've footage of his, his doorbell camera? Like, how, how do you get that? Like, did, did he send it? Yeah, obviously. Yes, that's the, the real reason. But like, that's crazy like it makes me wonder like what are they footage on me doing it'd probably be very very embarrassing uh, <laughs> you know, or, or actually not even embarrassing it'd be like very like it would be really? mundane keith yeah, keith is, dude, keith is keith is waving at the termite guy that, that right yeah that that's what house. it was earlier today but it'd probably be a lot of like 
this guy watches a lot of basketball. Like, why is he watching the G League again? Like, what is going on? It's a Saturday night. Go out and do something. Like, why are you doing this? But that's 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 what I do. Oh boy. Well, at least at least you can know you're not going to get any trouble that way. Um, Kelly Ubre back in back in two weeks. That would be great, great news. And again, yeah, that was a little weird that like his doorbell camera footage was out there. That that makes you think that I mean had to come from him, right? Or at least obviously somebody in in his house but anyway okay um let's let's move on to this the the clippers make a couple of moves they they officially signed josh primo we know they had to sign another player to a 14th contract i wonder though had they been able to get had this daniel tice buyout gotten done what a day sooner are they signing josh primo to this contract yeah i kind of wondered that too i, I think this could be one of those where it was, all right, we got to do this. Let's we, we have interest in working with this kid. Let's have him in the fold. Let's mm-hmm. you know make this a thing. And then you get into the uh, point with, um, with Mason Plumley gets hurt. And then it's like, all right, we've got to fill, fill for him now too. So we're going to end up filling the 15th spot when we probably could have just killed two birds with one stone, signed Tyson gone forward. But Josh Primo's contract this year, fully guaranteed. Uh, for the rest of the season. So this was not just a, all right, we're going to do this to kind of get by move. This was, he's in the fold now. And he got 1 million guaranteed for next year. It is two years at the veteran minimum uh, for Primo, but you know, getting a million guaranteed next year signals. He's at least semi part of things uh, for the Clippers, you know, move, moving forward. Now the plan is, I think I might've talked about this on yesterday's show. Uh, multiple Clippers reporters have reported that, he will be staying in the G League, even though he's on the yeah. active roster. They're going to continue to work him through the G League as they you know, rehab him uh, personally and professionally, and get get him back uh, fully up to speed game game wise. So, so probably won't see Josh Primo in the NBA very much uh, this season, but he's in the fold. And then Daniel Tice, interesting uh, with his bio, kind of what I speculated on, get back about two point two million. Uh, in his bio from the Pacers, mm-hmm. and that's roughly the prorated amount that he'll sign for with, with the uh, Clippers. And that's becoming more and more of a trend with a lot of these guys, unless they're truly trying, like, I just need my freedom to get out of here. Yeah. They'll give back a whole month, whole bunch. It tends to be, all right, just, you know, give me what I'll make up anyway, and we'll call it good. For the Pacers, though, this pushes them up to be able to create about $9.7 million in cap space. Doesn't necessarily mean anything right now. There's not any free agents of value to go sign, but that could be helpful in trades and the like if they want to get into the trade market for somebody that's you know almost ten million dollars that they could take back extra that they wouldn't have had otherwise. Right, and which is certainly you know something that could become a factor as this you know this Pacers team has been a pleasant surprise this season. If they are you know right in the thick of things in the in the East come you know, beginning of February, that could put them in prime position to make a move that's going to uh, push them up. I don't know if I want to say up into the upper echelon or anything like that, but, but you know, solidify their standing and then we'll see what happens. So um, uh, this does create some flexibility. People look at it and say, well, why would the Pacers just let Daniel Tice go? Why not trade him for something? Well, they, it's not like they get nothing. They do get this added flexibility um, here by making this move. And then Tice, as you mentioned, he really doesn't lose anything. He gets to go to a different city where he's actually going to play. So it, it's, you know, and he doesn't lose any money or anything like that. So it's a, it's an easy, easy decision here for for a guy like Tice to say, yeah, uh, let's let's go, let's do this. I'd like to play. 
I stopped short of saying on a title contender because eh, we'll see yeah. um, you know, with that. But uh, yeah, but he gets to go there. And Tice, we've talked about it. He can still play. He showed that over the summer. He just wasn't part of the mix for the Pacers. I, I did want to say, did you see a couple of the betting markets? Zach Levine had the, uh, the his uh, next team odds. The Pacers had the third highest odds. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say wow. it was like it was it was like the Lakers, he and Sixers were all in there, but the Pacers were in that mix too, which is probably very, very interesting. Because they've got a big contract, well, big-ish contract in and buddy healed that you can yeah. stack up in a in a deal and and because they're kind of a team on the rise. And you're also figure if you're the Pacers, you're gonna struggle a little bit on the on the free agent market. And maybe I'm mm-hmm. being kind when I say a little bit. It's gonna be not it's not gonna be easy to get free agents to sure. come to Indiana. So you're gonna do if you're gonna try to go make a big move to land somebody, uh, you're gonna have to do it on the trade market. So it makes sense where the Pacers may want to be a little bit aggressive out there in a trade, but I, I'm surprised that they're third. Then again, when these lines get set, usually somebody knows something. So mm-hmm. maybe something to keep it on. They're not a public team, right? Like we've talked about. The Lakers could roll me and you out as two of the members of the starting five, and they're still going to have an over-under of like 45 wins because they're they're the most public team yeah. in the league. The Pacers aren't a public team. People aren't just jumping on Pacers bets left and right. So it, it piqued my interest a little bit to say, hmm, that's, that's, that's something we're going to keep an eye on. And they're a team, uh, I know we did a kind of a crossover with Lakers Nation talking about could, how could they get involved on Zach Levine? Mm-hmm. Talked about well for them, it probably means you got to have some patience because of trade restrictions and the like. Pacers don't have a lot of that going on, so they could be a team if, if this turns into we got to move them, we got to move them now. They could get involved much faster than a lot of other teams could. So it's yeah. it's at least now something I'm going to be monitoring. All right, last thing we've got for today, and it's a little little peculiar. Peculiar. Uh, the Hornets issued a statement. On Miles Bridges, which isn't isn't the norm when you've got a player that's that's returning to issue a specific statement, but this is what the uh, the Hornets had to say. They said Miles Bridges is eligible to return to our active roster on Friday after serving his NBA suspension. We are comfortable with Miles returning to play based on our current understanding of the facts of the recent allegations and remaining contact with the NBA as that matter proceeds through the court process. So. I would imagine just this is just trying to respond to people out there saying, well, there's new allegations now. Why this guy is this guy stepping on the floor? The Hornets are saying, hey, it's not like we don't know about it. We know we're comfortable moving forward. And it's not just us. We're talking to the NBA and getting their, you know, their take on everything. And we're still, you know, moving forward with this. Yeah. And I think you and I try to be very balanced with, hey, some of this stuff, you got to let the legal process play out and you know, yep. innocent until proven guilty and all that. It's just a challenge when you get the second set of, of allegations on top of what was already kind of handled through the yep. legal process. That's that's never good. Now, maybe it does come out that, hey, it's not what it was reported to be. He wasn't involved. I don't know. We'll find out. It's just weird that the Hornets are acknowledging, all right, this is, not a great look, right? That's pretty much what this says is we understand there are concerns from our fans, from general fans, mm-hmm. from a lot of people on we're bringing Miles uh, Bridges back into the into the fold here. And so we're going to put out a statement basically saying, but we've 
done what we need to do. We feel good about putting them on the floor. There's a lot of replies to that tweet. And to their credit, they did not turn off replies, which a lot of times organizations the, yeah. do, which is funny because then it just turns into quote tweets instead. But there's a lot of replies and quote tweets that are things along the lines of we're comfortable knowing our team stinks and we need better players on the floor right. and we have injuries and all that. You hope that that's not part of it, but I mean, there could be some of that too in here. So I, I, I'm trying to be more open-minded that, all right, maybe it doesn't, it isn't as bad as it looks, but right. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels very off. Something doesn't feel right about it. So we're, we're going to see, but he is going to play and you know, off we go with him as part of the Hornets again. So we'll see what that looks like. So I think there's there's two possibilities here, right? It's either number one, it is as bad as it looks, and the Hornets know because clearly they know more than than we do about this situation. It's as bad as it looks, and the Hornets know, and it's not a great look for them, and they're just saying we're playing the guy, right? Or it's not as bad as it looks. The Hornets know that, and they're moving forward and saying, "Hey, look, we're we're understanding what's going on here," but while while knowing that eventually, once things comes out come comes out, then they won't look you know quite quite so bad so I, I think it's one of those two things no matter what the hornets know more than just you and i know about Absolutely. this situation as does the nba in terms of what's going on here the question is is it really as bad as it looks or not and i'm i'm hoping obviously it's not as bad as it looks and that it's you know there was some kind of misunderstanding or, or something because otherwise it just kind of looks gross yep yeah i mean i, I have nothing to add you you said it all that's it Okay. All right. Well, we've got a, a little bit of a, a shorter show than typical. <laughs> Keith, this is funny because usually, usually just pull back the curtains. You and I will jump on and we'll say, oh, you know, we've got a shorter show, probably be like 20 minutes or something. And, and it's 40 minutes plus 50 minutes. Usually once we get talking NBA, we do not do, do short shows. And here we are. And uh, I think we covered everything and we're, and we're under 20 minutes. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. I mean, we didn't even fill with a whole lot of nonsense or, or anything. And, you know, part of that is driven by how we both have hard outs today. We've got yeah. other things we have to get to, but, but we had a little bit more time that we could have goofed around, but there, you know, there's, there's not a lot to goof around on right now. And there's, it, it is a quieter day in the NBA. There's only two games tonight. So mm -hmm. that's probably part of it as well. But yeah, it's a little, little weird, but tomorrow front office Friday, we'll have a little bit of fun. Uh, with everybody make sure you join us you know have you know come in it'll probably be you know noon one eastern we'll figure that out tomorrow and we'll maybe we'll tweet little, that out i gotta talk to you about that we need to go okay. a little bit earlier tomorrow but, right, right. <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll figure earlier. that out <laughs> even better you know you can if you're on the west coast you wake up and have breakfast with us and listen That's to right. us you know, get silly about the nba if you're on the east coast you'll know, take an early lunch and call call it good and then you know what and then take you've earned it take the rest of the day off you'll relax watch i will write a note Friday to your boss and go home yeah we'll we'll cover for you you know let us know you know we can uh we'll we'll, we'll sign you into the systems to make sure you're there and clock out on yeah. time no problem we've got you covered we've got you covered here on the nba front office show speaking of which since we've got you covered make sure you've got us covered hit the subscribe button on the youtube channel like the video as well and then over on apple Podcasts, spotify we sure would love that five-star review. We would definitely appreciate that. All right, everybody. That's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow for Front Office Friday Live. Till then, see ya and stay safe. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.